Welcome to The Green Rush, a podcast about the intersection of cannabis, the capital markets, and culture. On a weekly basis, hosts Anne Donahoe and Nick Opich of KCSA Strategic Communications speak with the business leaders, financial experts, cultural icons, legislators, and generally interesting people moving the cannabis and psychedelics industries forward. This week, our hosts Anna and Nick are chatting with Alex Rabinovich, the CEO of NASDAQ-listed Intercure. Based out of Israel, Intercure is that nation's largest licensed cannabis producer and a rapidly expanding player in the international cannabis market. Alex joined the Green Rush to give us a rundown of what the Israeli cannabis marketplace looks like today, the growth and opportunity of international expansion into countries like Germany, the UK, and Austria, and insights into the company's recent partnership with North American cannabis producers like Tilray, Organogram, and Cookies. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Alex Rabinovich of Intercure. We are so excited to talk to Alex Rabinovich. He is the CEO of Intercure um, and has served on the board of directors um, since October 2018. Um, and Nick, we believe that he is the first um, Israeli uh, entrepreneur that we've spoken to. Um, and Intercure is an Israeli company. So um, we're really excited to dig in and talk about you know, what's going on in that country and how um, it's really going to um, impact the rest of the region and the, the rest of the world. So um, Alex, welcome. Can you talk, first of all, introduce yourself. Who are you and how did you get involved in the cannabis industry? Um, so uh, first of all, hi, everybody. Shalom uh, from Israel. Um, yeah, my name is Alex Rabinovich. Uh, I'm uh, the major shareholder and uh, the CEO of Intercure. Um, uh, my background is uh, I was I was one of the founders of what have become one of uh, the biggest asset management firm here in Israel. Uh, in Israel, and I retired somewhere in 2004. And since then, I'm I'm investing my own capital mostly in biotech companies but also in other tech companies in Israel. And um, yeah, after a, a long journey uh, uh, with the biotech and in parallel with the cannabis, I, I invested in, uh, in a, a, an Israeli medical cannabis company, uh, which is one of the real pioneers of the industry here uh, called Candoc. Uh, we merged uh, with Intercure, which was uh, controlled by me about uh, four years ago. And uh, yeah, the rest is the kind of history. So can, for our listeners that, like Anne said, we haven't really talked about the Israeli market, I think hardly at all on, on our show in the past. So can you give our, our listeners a rundown of what the current climate is like in Israel for the cannabis right now? Yeah, I think uh, most of the people don't really know the Israeli story. Uh, Israel is well known about the research, but uh, most of the people are missing uh, that Israel became the biggest uh, market outside North America. Um, so uh, basically, the regime is medical, and it's uh, uh, it's kind of a, a very very a, a pharmaceutical grade, very medical uh, approach. Uh, and uh, beside the Canada and, and the U.S., rest of the world has adopted this approach. It, it actually. 
um, uh, take the medical cannabis into the pharmaceutical world. So we are really part of the pharmaceutical world. We have to uh, cultivate, manufacture, distribute, and eventually sell it only in pharmacies by prescription, by real doctors. So it's a totally uh, a strict regime. And uh, Israel uh, is, uh, is the leader in uh, implementing this regime. Uh, 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 but beside Israel, we have about 44 other countries that are in uh, stages of implementing the same regime. Uh, most of the people uh, know a little bit about the Germany story, the German market story, which, is, uh, which has the similar uh, regulation as, as Israel. And, um, and yeah, and Israel became the biggest market uh, outside North America. Uh, lately, uh, with about uh, 44 uh, tons dis dis dispense uh, yearly, uh, this is the current uh, run rate, uh, and uh, we 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 basically went from a very long pilot program uh, of about 11 years uh, with uh, uh, a different. I'm sorry, regime. 11 years. The pilot program was. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. We we called it also uh, the old regulation. It was a non-GMP approach. Uh, where uh, about uh, only about eight uh, licensed producers were given the chance to cultivate and actually uh, directly uh, uh, distribute their products into patients. Uh, it wasn't like a prescription base, it was a pilot program. And uh, by the end of 2019, uh, the market uh, uh, adopted and the Israeli health, one second. Uh, the health ministry adopted uh, the GMP approach, the pharmaceutical approach, and implemented it. And since then, uh, the market is growing uh, sequentially, and we went from almost uh, $5 million in, in pharmacies into now the market is about $300 million. Um, and also, again, the, the, the growth was so intense, uh, the Israeli cultivators couldn't really keep up with, with the growth and we had to uh, import and actually Intercure did the first ever import of product into Israel. Um, and uh, yeah, the, 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 the import, and Israel also became the biggest importer uh, uh, in the world. So we are importing cannabis from many countries, especially from Canada into, uh, into Israel and turn it into our uh, uh, GMP products. Uh, and Israel is, is just in the last six months has imported something like 22 tons. Uh, but besides having those importation, Israel cultivators has as, um, uh, alleviated their uh, capacity and also uh, hired their, uh, um, uh, their standards and uh, quality. And um, yeah, we are seeing very good products coming from Israel now, and uh, we will see export uh, coming from Israel very soon. Alex, you talk about importing, you know, you guys are, are importing products as well um, and manufacturing them. Are, what is happening to those, to those manufactured products? Is that all for Israeli consumption, or are you guys looking to, to export those um, to to? marketplaces that will accept that that are not in Israel. I'm just thinking like Israel is a relatively small country. Like how much can they be partaking? <laughs> okay. So Israel is relatively relatively small country, uh, but um, 
but uh, uh, Israel has a very, I would say, very positive approach uh, regarding cannabis, and uh, uh, we have also a, a runway for adult use. Um, but basically, the imports uh, to Israel are only to supply the local demand, the, the local growing demand. Um, and this is just showing, you know, how fast the demand uh, grew here uh, once uh, uh, this regulation was implemented. So, um, so, but but of course, looking into the future, Israel is turning a, 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 as 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 a hub, a big hub of of medical cannabis now, uh, and we will see, of course, Israel turning also into one of the leading exporter of of products uh, uh, very soon. Uh, regarding the export. Um, uh, we had a, a strength regime where uh, we could import, but it was really hard for us to export. Uh, again, protecting the the local market. Uh, but this we but this is a, this is recently changed, and we are seeing a different approach from our government. Uh, and we will see uh, barriers uh, uh, go down very soon. I think it's interesting that you, you've mentioned a couple of times that Israel's taking a very pharmaceutical medical approach with cannabis, which is, is very different than what Ann and I see on the ground in, in North America with Canada and the U.S. Um, really embracing the adult use recreational type market. Um, it, you, you also just mentioned there that the government's starting to take down some barriers. Do you foresee Israel eventually... Um, evolving into more of an adult use recreational type country, or are is the plan to keep this as very medical? Um, yeah, I, I think we will see in Israel a very similar uh, processes as we will see everywhere. Uh, basically, it always starts with medical, usually ultra medical, then it turns into uh, medical and then medical light when the government sees there is only positive. Um, side effects and very small uh, bad side effects from, from cannabis. Uh, cannabis is a political power, so uh, recreational uh, really helps even governments to be selected. Um, as recently, the, the German government was basically uh, stating uh, that, that they will also develop an adult use market in Germany. So of course, cannabis is a political power. Um, uh, in Israel, uh, we, we uh, the, the last government stated that 27% of adult populations are using cannabis, and this is probably the uh, the highest percentage in the world. <laughs> uh, I say that's a big number. 27%. That's a big number. Uh, yeah, we are not sure. You know, they are using it frequently on the 27%, but but it's a big number anyway. Even the police has stated that more than one million Israelis, uh, which is a lot, are are, are consuming cannabis frequently. Uh, so uh, and this is for a product that was basically decriminalized. So so of course I mean uh, uh, the government must actually regulate this market, but it is but this is a political question and it's really hard to speculate. You know when will be a, a enough political power on on the government in Israel? We have kind of a um, kind of a strange situation where the government is uh, is very very it's it's actually uh, stand on only one vote. Um, so, so you need a big consensus for that. Uh, but, but in our view, of course, it's a, it's only a question of uh, of uh, when, not a question of if. But when, when this market, of course, will 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 open up, uh, I think we will still see the medical market um, um, 
I would say cooperate side by side when when medical products will be, you know, uh, will be considered as now pharmaceutical products, so they know there's no special taxation on them. And recreational products will probably will be two or three times higher. So 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 we will have two markets eventually, uh, one which is medical and, and ultra-medical, and the other one will be adult use. I, I don't know if you know specifically the answer to this, but I'm just thinking of ways I don't know. I'm just always comparing to the to the U.S. So you know, in the U.S., we still have you know forty thousand people sitting in jail for nonviolent um, cannabis arrests. Um, you know, we still have a thriving illicit market. Um, are uh, in Israel? Are you guys dealing with with that problem as well, or has the decriminalization process um, really? really helped in that in that regard i guess how, how was that implemented and is do you see that as success we do have a, a, a serious situation uh, with the uh, the folks that had the uh, criminal records uh, on the timing where a uh, um, consuming cannabis uh, was uh, was still very bad uh, um, yeah it was considered crime so um so those guys are still suffering, and we and 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 basically uh, this government, um, you know, part of their statement is that they will totally decriminalize and uh, and, and erase those uh, uh, those records. Great, great. Um, let, let's shift the conversation over back towards Intercure. Can you tell us more about? Um, Intercure's origin story in the the merger that you talked about um, with with Candoc. Yeah, so uh, so Candoc is uh, one of the real pioneers of the industry. Established and got a license uh, somewhere in two thousand and eight, um, starting as uh, one of the uh, three first companies here in Israel. Uh, and actually, in the beginning days. Um, um, Kendok uh, was cultivating, and they couldn't they couldn't even sell the product. So uh, they were developing a, a, a dry flowers and tinctures, uh, serving a, 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 an ultra medical a, a, a patient base. Uh, most of them were oncology uh, patient, um, and over time. Um, when Kendok uh, developed more and more product, uh, many other indications uh, uh, became uh, uh, feasible for medical cannabis in Israel. Uh, and this is up until two, 2017. Uh, 2017 was a, was a big change. Uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, the Minister of Health has stated that uh, cannabis will go into pharmacies. Uh, this is where uh, Intercure and myself actually uh, got involved in the industry, and uh, we met up with all seven or six uh, companies uh, uh, licensed here, and uh, actually uh, chose Candoc as as uh, as our partners, and uh, and actually merged with them uh, as we saw like a, like a very good ground of of taking a small company into a leader. Um, and uh, by then we we you know uh, all all those seven com companies couldn't even raise capital so uh, we've approached the Ministry of Health and kind of walked away and 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 got the approval to become the first public company by merging with Candoc so uh, so actually Intercure uh, became the first licensed producer who became a public company 
and we were able now to raise capital. I invested my own capital in in, in couple rounds, uh, and um, and uh, yeah, we, since then we took um, we took the cultivation site into uh, and manufacturing into a full GMP. Uh, it took us about two years uh, to move into and implement uh, the GMP approach, which is very very tight and actually very similar to the pharma world, part of the pharma world. Um, and, uh, and we went from a, from a cultivation approach to a, to a vertically integrated seed to cell model uh, where we uh, basically uh, have our own cultivation in parallel of uh, cultivating in, in partners uh, cultivation site uh, and some partners that are cultivating for us uh, even globally now. Um, and uh, taking it all the way into uh, into distribution hubs, uh, which are pharmaceutical distribution hubs. Um, those distribution pharmaceutical hubs actually serve all the, all the Israeli market. Uh, but beside that, we've built a very unique uh, leading and one of its kind um, pharmacy chain that is focused on supplying a, a medical cannabis. And uh, um, we went from one pharmacy in Tel Aviv, in the heart of Tel Aviv, to now uh, uh, more than 20 pharmacies all around Israel. Uh, and this happened in two years. Um, and we signed up with the, with some of the leading companies in the world and actually uh, uh, took advantage of, uh, of, of, of leading position here in Israel. Um, we signed up uh, with companies like uh, Afria Tilray that, that actually merged into one company uh, Organigam, which which are uh, high quality, uh, uh, biggest indoor player in Canada, um, Charlotte Webb, and 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 also uh, with cookies, um, cookies from the states, and um, yeah, with cookies we have a, we are using a different approach. Uh, we actually uh, took uh, cookies uh, uh, internationally, and uh, uh, we imported most of the cookies genetics into Israel, register them under the GMP uh, uh, regulation. Again, it's a very long process. And uh, starting uh, started cultivating uh, uh, cookies products in uh, in GMP. And uh, actually, I'm uh, yeah, I'm very proud uh, that uh, our team has actually met uh, this highest higher uh, uh, standard and, and quality of dry flowers. And we've launched uh, just lately four new products of cookies uh, in pharmacies uh, with GMP standard. Um, so, uh, so, so now Intercure is uh, it's it's the leading company in Israel. Uh, we own about uh, thirty percent of the market. Um, um, we have more than forty four hundred employees now. Uh, Seventy are pharmacists uh, uh, licensed to. to uh, Dispense cannabis and are special pharmacists. Special pharmacists they are they are part of uh, the edge we have and the knowledge. Um, yeah, and we are and we are we are a public company. Uh, uh, we also took the company from Tel Aviv uh, to TSX, and uh, last year uh, we raised about fifty million dollars uh, privately and uh, went uh, from TSX also to Nasdaq. So. So now we are also a Nasdaq company uh, with the symbol INCR. 
Well, you you had actually um, my my next question was about cookies and you already answered it. And my next question after that was going to be about the Nasdaq listing. So um, no, but you can yeah. you can ask them. But 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 I forgot one thing to yeah, tell. Yeah, no, go. It's really really important to say. Um, like three years ago, I met a guy uh, who was uh, is a very famous guy. Who is uh, he used to be a, a, the prime minister of Israel the most decorated soldier in Israel, uh, Ehud Barak. And uh, yeah, this meeting actually led to a big change in, in InterCure. And of course, I think it also changed the landscape of, of the industry. And actually, by the end of the meeting, uh, um, Ehud Barak has asked some questions and eventually became InterCure's chairman, active chairman. And uh, I think it's part of a process, you know, where where cannabis went uh, from a, from a, 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 I would say a, a research substance where uh, you know where uh, you know uh, most of the people are kind of afraid of uh, to a mainstream um, pharma pharma grade product in Israel and uh, and. And, and a very positive approach from basically most of the people. Uh, and now I think this is actually set up the ground also for the adult use and, and CBD products. And, and actually Israel took over and, and, and went from research to implementing a, a, a very unique pharmaceutical approach where more than 40 countries are kind of following it. Um, yeah, eventually, uh, I think that uh, and this is this is okay. Let, let's go ahead and more yeah. questions. Yeah. Well, I you know you bring up Ehud Barak and and I think that um, the U.S. is no stranger to having uh, retired uh, politicians um, come to a renaissance <laughs> among among cannabis. Um, you know, we've certainly seen it with. Um, John Boehner with Tom Daschle here in the U.S. Do you, you know, as you you list, so my question is two parts. So as you you listed on the NASDAQ, um, you kind of opened yourself up to um, the 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 U.S. investor, which to date is is pretty limited in how it can invest in the cannabis industry. One, how, how has the U.S. investor been receptive? And two, what role does um, does Prime Minister Barack have in in how you you are marketing yourselves. So, El Barak is actually, you know, it's part of the leadership. Is I would say is the leader of the board. Is uh, is a, a guy that uh, uh, actively help us uh, in many many fronts, uh, mostly international fronts. Um, um, and. Uh, I think he brings like a very unique spirit to the company, really helping the leadership and the backing the uh, the leadership of the company. Uh, beside that, I would say that Ehud Barak is a very important ambassador, you know, to to to, to the Israeli medical uh, industry. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, we are very proud and, and honored to to have him with us. And that's. Uh, that's, uh, I would say, that really changed part of, as, as I said, it really changed part of the industry. I want to jump back to uh, talking about 
some of the partnerships, specifically the one with cookies. Um, from what you guys announced at the end of 2021 is you're going to be opening up some retail locations um, alongside them in Austria and the UK. Can you talk a little bit more um, about this partnership and, and how that came to fruition? Yeah, so um, so we've been uh, actually partnering with cookies uh, from, from zero ground here uh, 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 since the pharmaceutical uh, uh, regulation was implemented. Uh, and, and basically uh, the concept uh, of, of the partnership is taking uh, the cookies uh, brands and uh, also genetics into this side of the world, um, starting with, with medical. And of course, I, um, this partnership will also develop into adult use. Um, so, uh, so in Israel, we, we are running now uh, uh, three cookies uh, branded pharmacies, and we are cultivating uh, cookies uh, uh, genetics. Uh, and in parallel, we are uh, uh, duplicating our Israeli model, the same model we've implemented here in Israel to other markets. Uh, and, and we announced that uh, we are coming uh, into UK, uh, opening first uh, location um, in the first half of the year. Um, that's gonna be a, a cookies a, a branded store, uh, turning up from, from a store into a pharmacy. Um, we also announced going into Austria together, um, an opening first location in Vienna uh, uh, very soon. So also uh, turning into uh, uh, into starting as a, as, a, as a shop and turning into a pharmacy. Um, and we are looking into other markets uh, that we did not disclose yet. Um, and basically uh, doubling, du duplicating the same model, the same uh, successful model we have here, uh, where we uh, both brand um, cookies pharmacies uh, with, the, with the current uh, regulation and, and cookies uh, uh, stores um, or dispensaries when the adult regulation will be implemented. And let's stick on this because I, I think it's really interesting what's happening in Europe. You guys are, you know, from your position in Israel, you guys have the leadership spot there and you're and you're expanding. Um, you mentioned it earlier in our conversation that Germany is, is looking to um, implement adult use cannabis as well. What are your expectations for the growth of that international market? I feel like Ann and I can get really bogged into, you know, Canada and the U.S. when it comes to this. But there's a huge potential here in Europe. Um, and so I'm just wondering, can you talk about what excites you most uh, about that international growth there? Yeah, I think that, uh, again, the, the international market is only uh, in its infant stages. I mean, if you look uh, at, at the regulations, the regulations were only implemented uh, recently, we are talking about the market that is really about three or four years old um, with a very, very tight regulation. Uh, but uh, those regulations will evolve. And I think eventually uh, under the international market, uh, uh, the population is uh, more than uh, five times over the, the North American population. And people are people, so uh, cannabis is consumed everywhere. Uh, and eventually we will see the, the, the same wave of evolution of, of cannabis going, I would say, to most of the Western country for sure, and also some of the Arab countries and, and, and hopefully also to 
to Asian and, 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 and far away uh, territories. Uh, basically, uh, the international market does represent, I would say, a bigger potential market than the North American market just because of population. Uh, but it will take time, of course. Uh, uh, every every uh, every revolution takes time, um, and with this, I would say Israel does represent kind of the future because I mean, uh, there is no reason that uh, those regulations that are implemented now in Israel won't be developed in every Western uh, country. Basically, um, the it's, it's a right of every patient worldwide actually to, uh, to demand medical cannabis. And this, is, this is by the UN law. Um, so, uh, so it's only a question, again, it's a question of, 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 uh, of uh, how steep will be the curve. Uh, we are seeing huge demand in, in, for our products in more than 40 countries. And actually, I mean, for us, uh, uh, it's been a struggle to supply the products. Uh, so uh, we are, I would say, in a bit, in, in, a, in, a, in a very different position than the Canadian or, or the U.S. market. Speaking of supply, um, we are in, um, a, a, you know, kind of a supply crunch in general for everything um, due to COVID. And, you know, as we're entering year three, um, I think the last three years or two and a half years has had a really interesting impact on people's perception of cannabis and, and what it can and what it can't do. Um, you know, here in the U.S., it was seen as um, an essential service, um, which really was a sea change of um, normalization of it. And I'm just wondering, did you guys in Israel experience something similar to that during this pandemic? Like, did you see, you know, sales like increase as people were locked down and, and, you know, was, uh, how, how did you perceive consumption and, and normalization of cannabis within Israel? So, um, so yeah, we are after two years of COVID now. And, uh, and I can say that uh, COVID did not really affect uh, the industry here because, uh, again, the approach, the Israeli approach is medical cannabis is part of the pharmaceutical world. Uh, they, you know, during, uh, even during the, the big lockdown, uh, all the companies uh, had a, a special uh, permits to continue. And, and, and we, we actually continue uh, uh, working hard and supplying the market. Um, of course, we had a, a, a all kind of uh, logistic and uh, supply issues with uh, with uh, basically with uh, with air, air, aircrafts. Uh, I mean, uh, it was almost shut down. Uh, so uh, the market, uh, uh, you know, uh, eventually is still in, a, in in I would say hyper growth mode. Uh, so most of the supply on 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 the first stages of, of the pandemic, I mean, actually came from from local production. Uh, we had then back then also kind of a change of regulation where importation were kind of uh, uh, slowed or even sometimes stopped. Um, so we saw the market supplied from almost from only from local production. Um, and um, yeah, I don't think we had the big issues uh, with the pandemic here in Israel. Again, Israel is kind of uh, also um, um, a unique place where uh, um, 
where uh, the, the fight of the pandemic, I would say, was very successful uh, most of the time. Um, um, and um, yeah, I mean, for us as an industry, uh, the industry kept growing and the uh, patient count went from, uh, just during the pandemic, went three times uh, over. So uh, I would say uh, we, we are, you know, we are fighting the pandemic very well. Well, that's great to hear. Um, so I want to go back. This question kind of popped into my head as you were talking um, about the, the cookies relationship and the cookies branded pharmacies that that you have. If if you could, um, can you paint a picture for our listeners about what how how the how you guys approach brand and and making your brand kind of stand out because we know you know in the US it's it's a lot easier to kind of give your brand personality and um you know in in Canada it is still very clinical and pharmaceutical and you can't you know the the government is really strict in packaging i guess i'm just wondering if you can take our listeners through like what does a store look like? What is a what is the the packaging look like? Like, what is it clinical? Is it fun? Is it you know because it is a pharmaceutical brand? I'm just or a pharma or because it's a medical. Um, it, you guys are medical, not recreation. I'm just wondering like how brand plays into the product itself. Okay, so um, so yeah. Uh, also with this, I think Israel has uh, uh, adopted uh, uh, a much more uh, uh, in front uh, approach and uh, basically uh, being part of the pharmaceutical, uh, uh, we are entitled of, uh, of producing also only in GMP uh, packaging. Um, but also, also we can uh, we can brand and uh, uh, we started, uh, I mean, we started uh, uh, with uh, an ultra uh, ultra medical approach where we could you know only use uh, a few colors um, but as also when when we are talking about pharmaceutical also pharmaceutical has, has, has developed lately you know to much more colorful and uh, we are seeing also a bit lifting in, in pharmaceutical uh, a branding approach uh, with the medical cannabis here in Israel uh, uh, the regulators kind of uh, uh, lifted the barriers and uh, we can brand. And actually uh, the, the current uh, product line uh, of cookies in, in Israel look very similar to the branding. You, you have it in the same product in, in, in the US, in, in the Californian medical market. So, uh, so the packaging is part of the branding um, but uh, but it's only uh, I would say a small part. Again, uh, branding has a has a much more depth uh, uh, levels. Um, and I mean, with us, uh, we are positioning uh, our brands um, as first of all as as high quality uh, uh, products uh, or the highest or premium products, uh, which is very important uh, positioning. And uh, and again. Um, as you know, uh, cannabis uh, um, cannabis quality is an issue everywhere. Um, so, uh, so positioning, uh, and of course, uh, we have to deliver uh, the right uh, quality eventually in the products. So, position positioning the brand as the highest quality uh, uh, available. It's part of our approach with cookies, 
Um, cookies, the dry flower, I think it's, uh, they are well known everywhere now. It's the, the brand has a, has a big power um, internationally. Um, uh, and, and, and we are investing in many, many uh, fronts uh, to make sure that uh, uh, the brand values um, and the brand story is, is out there. Um, um, and I think, again, that's, that's going to be, of course, part of the journey uh, going globally. Yeah, so I want to build off that because, um, Alex, you've been really generous with your time, and we, we just have a couple more questions for you before we let you go. Um, and so my first question is going to be to ask you to make some predictions. And I'm going to ask you to make two predictions specifically for, for what you expect to see uh, this year in the year 2022 on how the cannabis industry is going to evolve in Israel and also um, just in general, what, you, what you're predicting we'll see from, uh, from the industry. So yeah, in Israel, we are expecting a, a CBD regulation a, a, to be implemented a, a very soon. Uh, that's 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 going to be a big change again for the industry because the, the, there are no CBD products at the moment available at the market. Um, and with this, uh, uh, we have a, a, a partnership with Charlotte Web, uh, and we hope to supply the market uh, uh, with the Charlotte Web branding and 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 of course know how. Uh, of uh, producing the best products. Um, we also expect uh, uh, lifting some barriers, uh, especially for exportation. Uh, um, and, uh, and I think uh, we will see more and more export coming out from Israel. Uh, in parallel, we will see, we see, see imports, uh, but I think uh, uh, exports are, are very important uh, uh, for 2022 for the Israeli industry. Uh, beside that, uh, the market will continue to, to, to grow. Um, I think we will see more, uh, you know, um, many more indications stepping in uh, for patients and, uh, and we expect uh, uh, regulators and, and, and Minister of Health to, to ease the process of becoming a, a, a patient. And right now you need a license and a prescription um, and they might drop the, the need for license. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think uh, the, the Israeli industry uh, has another at least five or 10 years of growth uh, before uh, we, we reach uh, maturity. Um, you know, for looking, looking forward, uh, uh, I think that, uh, that eventually uh, uh, the current situation in, in the U.S. market, uh, where, where where cannabis is is unregulated federally and uh, actually illegal federally, federally uh, cannot exist forever. And uh, and of course, uh, uh, once uh, uh, federally legal, we will see some regulation coming from the FDA. Uh, you know, the FDA regulates everything in the states. Uh, including alcohol, tobacco, food, everything. I don't think uh, cannabis will be excluded. Um, and 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 when uh, uh, when when regulated, I think the FDA um, actually will adopt a, a similar approach uh, of the Israeli market. You know, taking medical cannabis really into pharmacies uh, where it should be and and being a prescribed product. Um, uh, and actually, it's part of our strategy. It's part of our, our uh, mission. Uh, and of course, we want to to come to the state as soon as possible. <laughs> so, um, 
So yeah, I think the the, the FDA approach towards uh, medical cannabis uh, um, um, will be a, a re regulation that are uh, pharmaceutical grade. Um, and actually the FDA does meet from time to time with our regulators learning about the market, learning about what happened here in Israel. I would say very similar, you know, that uh, like, like, uh, like the FDA approach uh, to the vaccination. I, I don't know if everybody knows it, but, uh, but uh, the second uh, vaccination and also the booster uh, of Pfizer were uh, approved by the FDA only by learning on the Israeli market, not because of clinical trials. Uh, so the Israeli market is, uh, I would say, uh, probably the, you know, the, 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 uh, a view to the to the future of, of of medical cannabis also in the states. In parallel, um, I would say that uh, Germany and Israel eventually, uh, and many other countries, uh, will develop adult use regulation. And with this, I think uh, we will import the regulation from 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 Colorado and from California. Nobody will invent the wheel here in adult use. So, uh, so I think uh, eventually the uh, uh, rest of the world or international market that will go uh, recreational will adopt a very similar regulation to the successful regulation of, of the states in, 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 uh, in America. Maybe just keep your taxes a wee bit lower. <laughs> 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 I think I think there's been some really, really hard lessons that California and Colorado are learning right now. So hopefully, hopefully you take the best of, of both markets um, and are able to, to really create a thriving uh, adult use market over there. Um, so, Alex, thank you so much. We so we this is a we have a lot of investors who listen to this podcast. So please um, tell them where they can find you and invest in you. OK, so first of all, about, you know, uh... Uh, a little bit about Intercure, you know, from uh, from from an investing point. Uh, first of all, we are building. I mean, in Intercure, we are building shareholder value by profitable growth. It's a profitable company. Um, it's a growing company. Uh, very exciting to see. Uh, a bit different from the rest of the the herd. Um, we, 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 you know, I would, I would talk about a little bit about our numbers and the and leadership position. Uh, we achieved the seven consecutive quarters of high-digit growth and the improved profitability. Uh, uh, we're also generating cash. It's uh, it's nice to be a real company in in the industry. Um, um, the run rate is uh, about 100 million, uh, third quarter run rate was about $100 million Canadian, and we generate about 23% EBITDA um, and cash flow from operation. Uh, and we also reached a one-ton mark uh, dispense uh, monthly, which is a world record in, in GMP products. Um, so, so yeah, the company is, is solid, uh, and, and we... We expect the growth to continue in Q4 and during 2022. So, um, so the company is solid. Uh, as I said, the ticker is INCR, so it's really easy to track. Uh, we are NASDAQ listed. Um, and uh, maybe I will finish, you know, by uh, you know by inv uh, inviting uh, the people that really want to learn more to approach us. I mean, we it's easy to. Uh, to get to us uh, to, to our uh, uh, public uh, website, um, interview.com.
Yeah. And, and we'll be sure to include a link uh, for all our listeners in our show notes uh, to, to the Intercure website and uh, to your guys' social channels as well. But Alex, this has been great. Thank you so much for, for giving us all the insight into Intercure and the, the Israeli and international marketplace. Um, we'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye on you guys. And um, like you just said, make sure to uh, follow their ticker, their NASDAQ listed, INCR for Intercure. But Alex, thanks so much for joining us today. Um. Thank you for uh, having me. It was fun. And um, yeah, I hope to see you one day in Israel. Thanks again to Alex Rabinovich, CEO of Intercure. To keep up with Intercure in 2022, make sure to check out their website, www.intercure.co, and on Twitter, at inter underscore cure. As always, thanks for listening to The Greenwash. If you want to chat with Ann or I, you can find us on Twitter at the handle at the underscore green rush or on Instagram at the green rush underscore podcast. Drop us an email at green rush at KCSA.com and let us know uh, if you have any uh, guest ideas, feedback for us, any questions you want us to be asking. Uh, we love to hear from our fans um, and make sure to subscribe to the green rush in your favorite podcatcher. That's one take Shay. One take.